0: All, going through all of this has literally brought me to the place in my life where I am supposed to be. Like, mm-hmm. I have never felt more empowered and strong and resilient in my entire life. In honor of October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we
1: wanted to do a hashtag Throwback Thursday on one of our most empowering episodes that we've had on this podcast. So now you're going to hear a preview of our episode, Are You at Risk for Breast Cancer? A Palliative Care Physician in BRCA, BRCA pre Previrus Journey, featuring Dr. Simran Mahotra, who you can find on Instagram at drsimran.mahotra. I hope you enjoy. I am so excited for our guest today. Dr. Simran Mahotra is very, very cool. I incidentally know her from her very viral and cute wedding video, but also because of her amazing Instagram page, which you can follow at drsimran.moholtra. Dr. Simran Maholtra is a palliative care specialist as well as a pre viver So I'm so excited for today's episode.
0: Thanks, Ameek. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to chat with you today. Um, so, My name is Simran. I am a uh, professionally, a triple board certified physician um, in internal medicine, hospice and palliative care, and most recently lifestyle medicine. But more importantly, I'm a mom. Um, So I have a two and a half year old and a four year old um, married to the love of my life, who's also a doctor. We are both originally Canadian, but we met in the States and we live um, in Maryland now. So and, and like you said, I'm a, a BRCA1 pre-viver, and we can get into what that means uh, a little bit later.
1: So I, another thing that really struck, struck me from your page is there's a lot of, like you've mentioned being a pre-viver for cancer. So what's your journey with that
0: been like? I guess it goes back to my mom. Um, so my mom was um, 33 when she was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. I was 13 at the time. Um, and so that kind of came and hit our family out of nowhere. Um, and it was also a time where, you know, the internet wasn't huge. There wasn't all these support communities and people just talking, sharing their stories, you know, on all these platforms. And so it was, and also of course, growing up, you know, in a Punjabi family, it was just like very hush hush and like, we didn't really talk about it. And so all I really knew at 13 was cancer is bad. Cancer means someone's going to die. And, you know, I, I didn't know much. And so at that time it was just kind of like, I feel like my mom, so my mom was originally from India. She moved to uh, Toronto when she was 18 years old, you know, arranged marriage, the whole she- shebang. And um, so basically, you know, everyone in my dad's family, her entire, her is all in India still. So my dad's family kind of just like, you know, kind of supported her through treatment. You know, she had a lumpectomy, she had six, six weeks of chemo, 12 weeks of radiation, but everything was kind of behind closed doors like we just didn't really talk about it and and then she was done with treatment and then it was just kind of like okay good you know Minnie's fine like let's move on with life and can, kind of just like <laughs> you know ignored all the things of survivorship that come after cancer right um and so Anyways, that chapter closed, and then fast forward to, I guess, like 2014, I was a second year internal medicine resident, and I get a phone call from my cousin in India, and my Masi, my mom's older sister, was diagnosed with um, something called primary peritoneal cancer, which is an aggressive form of ovarian cancer. And in between there, we had heard about other people in India, but like nothing that, actually got to us with details because again everything's hush hush behind the doors right so um when we heard about my masti she basically you know got treatment and surgeries and all that stuff and about a little over a year later ended up passing away and that was just like eye-opening to me it just kind of was like okay what is this like first mom and now Masi and so then I started talking to some of my oncology attendings and they were kind of like Simran you should tell your mom to get genetic testing and you know this this is a red flag and um, she did get the genetic testing um, when she was first diagnosed but at that time it was negative so then after my Massey passed away I told her to get testing again she did and this is when the whole BRCA thing came up so BRCA um, is the genetic mutation that we have BRCA1 Um, and it's kind of it's, you know, genetic mutations in general are not super common, but this is in the breast and ovarian cancer world, one of the more common ones that you hear about. Um, and so anyway, so after that, um, she ended up getting her uterus and her ovaries out prophylactically, which means, you know, for prevention. Um, and then that chapter closed, then it kind of came my time Um, uh, about a year and a half later, I was 26 years old, just about to finish residency, about to get married. And I decided like, before I got married, this is something I felt like was going to have a major impact on my husband and my married life and something that I, I felt like he deserved to know before he got into a lifelong relationship with me. And so we got tested, I got tested, and then I found out I carried the same genetic mutation as my mom. And the reason that this is important is because, um, the average woman's risk of breast cancer is about 12%. When you carry this BRCA1 mutation, um, it means that your lifetime risk of breast cancer goes up to 87%. Um, and your lifetime risk of ovarian cancer goes up to like 60%. Uh, so this mutation actually in this gene brca this gene actually protects you. So it's an oncogene. It actually protects you from cancer. So when it's not working, you're at higher risk of these cancers. So for me, it was kind of like, all right, Simran, you're 26. Thir- you're I met with the oncologist. I met with like all of these people and they were kind of like, you need to have these surgeries for prevention as soon as you are done childbearing because your mom was 33 when she was first diagnosed. And so then I had screening MRIs basically every year uh, my husband's 10 years older than me. So we ended up getting pregnant fairly quickly in between. I had a few scares um, and I had to have biopsies and all of that just completely freaked me out. Right. And in the midst of all of that, what after residency, I ended up going to do a fellowship in hospice and palliative care. So now I was taking care of a lot of people, you know, with advanced cancers, young patients with advanced cancers. And so for me, it was just it was very overwhelming um, but that's kind of that that kind of brings me to the more recent like last year or so um, this is a mouthful okay i got a bilateral mastectomy um, with aesthetic flat closure which means i didn't get any reconstruction and then i got a total hysterectomy with a salpingo oophorectomy which means i got my uterus and my ovaries and my tubes out and now I'm in surgical menopause on an estrogen patch um, for hormone replacement. So wow.
1: that is so, cool. so, I guess, how was that procedure? I mean, that sounds like a, a lot. And when my mom had her mastectomy as well, like it took a while for her to just like, you know, recover from that. And I still think like, it's still like a process. So how's that going for you? Like that journey?
0: Um. For me, it was really scary at first, like I said, like just because of what I saw with my patients. Um, and then when I really started like researching in January about the surgeries and everything, you know, I was trying to find people that look like me who had these surgeries and everything. But I, it was really hard to find someone, you know, in her, you know, early thirties, young mom, Indian, like there was nobody. And And then on top of that, deciding not to get reconstruction like yeah. what do you mean you're going flat right like that was just like <sighs> mind-blowing to like most of you know the people in my life um but it, it 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 has seriously I feel like all going through all of this has literally brought me to the place in my life where I am supposed to be like mm-hmm. I have never felt more empowered and strong and resilient in my entire life. And I just, yeah, like, I really believe like this is the best version of me that's ever existed. And and now being a mom of two young kids, like this is the mom that they need to, to just make them the best versions of them. Like there are literally zero, uh, stigmas and taboos and all of that, like they are allowed to be and are going to be everything and anything that they want to be. And that is because I've been through all of this, you know? Um, So it's not been easy having said all of that. It's been, there's been days where I've had the debilitating anxiety. Like you said, I've had the fear I've I've cried. I've, I've done all of that, but then I stepped out of it and I stepped into my truth and my power and, I got to the other side and I had everything done before my 33rd birthday, which was last month. And so I'm just, I'm just really damn proud of myself.
1: (laughs) Thank you for listening to your preview of our episode. Are you at risk for breast cancer? A palliative care physician in BRCA BRCA Previrus Journey with Dr. Samamurhotra. I hope you enjoyed this episode and feel free to go back and listen to the whole thing. And the link is in the description. Thank you and see you next time.